Ooh, these ice packs are a game changer. Honestly, these are fucking great. When I tell you that it's at least a million degrees right now, if I were to guess, at least a million. God damn! What's going on? Uh, you know. Same old story. Different day. Yep. Hey, did you know that it's almost my birthday? Not that it's a big deal or anything, but like my birthday's coming up and I'm going to be on the other side of mid-30s. Oh, are you so excited for your birthday? I'm Not for so like how old you're going to be? pumped. That's my goddamn is that we're going camping for my birthday this weekend and I am so excited. So fucking excited to be in nature and be alone and no fucking problems of the world will touch me. I'm not even going to look at my fucking phone. Yep. Love this. I'm just going to sit around a campfire. We get to walk in the, a little hike. It's not even hard. It's not a hard hike. Mm-hmm. I like how you looked at me like, don't worry. Don't bail yet. <laughs> because you know it's me. I wouldn't suggest a hard hike. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's hard enough that like. I'm not going to go that far, but it's far enough that you get to call it a hike. Okay. And there's so much water and there's little waterfalls and Aww. it's so cute and it's so pretty. How fun. And you can get into the water. Well, I don't know if they have these areas, but the areas I saw, it's more like a stream mm-hmm. or a creek than it is. A little creek. Like a river. <laughs> uh-huh. So like if you got in the water, at most it's like to your calves. <laughs> oh. Oh, and that sounds fun. I know. The kids so are going to love kids, it. I know. The kids get to play in it. We don't have to worry about them fucking drowning. We have to worry about them slipping and breaking something, but mm. it's a small fall. We might break something. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be fine. They'll bounce back. <laughs> uh-huh. And then we're talking about maybe going fishing, and I'm just so pumped. I am too. I can't fucking wait how exciting well god damn i'm real i'm real excited to do that as well no big deal and i'm already on it's fucking my friday right now hell yeah because i'm taking actual friday off hell yeah i am too (sighs) i'm so excited feels so good it's um the busiest time at my work right now and i was like anyway we planned this fucking months ago because i'll never learn no, I will never let I always take it off. So it's worth it. That's probably why I always take it off. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Thank you. <laughs> and every time I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> hey, it's not my fault I was born during soccer season. <laughs> I know. What a fucking tragedy of life. Honestly. And I hate soccer. So mm, sorry again. for everybody who loves it. Just bummers all around. Oh, my God. It's like the most boring sport to watch. Well, yeah. It can end in a 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. And they're just like, yep, that was the fucking game. You're like, how long was that? 90 minutes? I'm glad you wasted Does your entire fucking anybody life. Anybody know how long 90 minutes is? It's a long time. <laughs> it's so fucking long. And you're in the sun? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Sucks. Think and- about the players. They're running. I don't know how they do it. Time. It's fucking insane. Yeah. That's why all around soccer's dumb. Soccer's dumb. Unpopular opinion. Played it for my entire life. (laughs) I know. It's a huge thing around here, too. I liked it at the time. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, I'm sure playing it for fun or whatever. Well, not for me, but like for some people, if you're playing the game, at least you're involved, right? Yeah. Fucking watching watching it. it? No, that's torture. Pure torture. I remember going to Lee's friend's house when we had first met and he's like, we're just going to watch a soccer game. Never had watched a soccer game before in my life because I don't come from a sportsy family. The only thing they ever watched was like Sunday night football. And you're like, when do I cheer? Oh, my God. like, never, because nothing happens. Nothing happens. (laughs) And I didn't know anybody there, so I was genuinely watching the game, and I'm like, what the fuck? This shit sucks. And I was just dying to go home, and I kept watching the clock. I'm like, 90 minutes? I don't even know if that's how long it is. It is, I just remember it was, like, an insane amount of time. Yeah. Like, over an hour. (laughs) They're, like, 45-minute halves or some shit. Just, like, watching people run back and forth with this ball. Yeah. And nobody made a single goal. (laughs) And they're all talking about fucking sports and shit. And I'm like, I want to die. 
And then you were like, I'm going to marry this man. I did. And he loves sports. He really does. But you know what? I love drinking and partying. So we each have our own thing. With our powers combined. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll have sports-themed parties. (laughs) For it. I'll be out back. (laughs) Drinking and partying. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, man. Well, you want to hear my goddamn? Obviously. Well, I have... A fucking thousand right now because oh everything is crazy, everything is busy, and things have happened. But I'm going to go with Hank got out. Uh, <gasps> fucking get No, not Hank. Oh, what happened? Hank. I was taking a nap, as I do, mm-hmm. and Jelly Brandon walks in and just grabs my foot and goes, Hank's gone. Nope. What the no. fuck, man? Like, but, but like, Go how get gone? him? Yeah, like I'm how sleeping. gone? What do you mean? Exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So I get up, fucking get dressed again or whatever, and I'm like, I guess I'll go look for him. Yeah, like, do we have any leads? No, no <laughs> leads. leash. I mean, like, yeah. where the fuck did he go? Yeah, like, did you see him? <laughs> yeah. Do we know about how long he's been out? Anything? No, no. idea. So oh, I'm like, okay, we'll post it on fucking the Ring app or whatever, I guess, right? So he does that, and I just take off in the Jeep. I'm like, well, let's go fucking Start look for cruising. him. Start cruising. Start yelling. The problem is you don't know where he went. No. Like, he could have gone one direction, which goes up into a hill, like With a no, nature preserve thing. With, like, no roads. There's no road. Like, yeah. that's a hike. So yeah. I went by there. I'm like, well, I don't see him. But I also don't know how long it's been. Yeah. Like, is he still on the run or is he done with his hike? You yeah. Know? And he's just <laughs> sniffing shit. Chasing yeah. Chasing the butterflies. So go through there. And then he could also go, like, out the back of my house, which leads to another fucking neighborhood that doesn't have roads connecting from my neighborhood. You have to, like, go around outside of the fucking neighborhood to the other neighborhood, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I guess I'll go fucking that way. So I'm dicking around. I'm going all over these fucking hills. I'm asking everybody. Got all the windows down. I'm like, Hank. Please tell me he was at home the whole time. (laughs) So (laughs) I asked this one lady. She's out blowing her fucking yard or whatever. And I was like, hey, have you seen a big-ass dog? (laughs) And... I asked another lady that. She was standing very proudly in front of a fucking table of, like, books. And she went, free stuff. And I said, have you seen a big-ass dog? And she went, no. (laughs) And that was it. And I was like, okay. Did you say big-ass dog? Yeah. (laughs) But she's like, no. And I was like, okay. So then I stopped this other lady. And I was like, hey, have you seen this big-ass dog? And she said, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Oh, no. got out. And I said, yeah. And she's like, well, I haven't seen him, but you got to get him. There's coyotes out here. And I'm like, I fucking know that, but also, thanks. Like, I'm driving around looking for my dog, and you're going to be like, he's probably dead. Oh, my God. I thought she was going to, like, I thought she was like, oh, no. Like, she saw him hit. Oh, no. I saw him dead No, no. She was just like, like, oh, no. He's going to fucking die. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, does he do this a lot? And I was like, I don't have time to talk. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, he's been out before. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, does he come home? I don't know, man. I wouldn't be out here if he came home. And also, we've never let it get that far. Yeah. And also, the last time I found him, he was fucking 17 miles away down by, like, the river or whatever, by the reservoir. Like, it's not... How did you find him that time? It was through the app? Yeah. Someone had spotted him on the ring camera. They're like, saw him going down this fucking road. And then Brandon pulls up, and he's literally miles from the house. That is insane. Like, on the way to my kid's school. Because normally when dogs get out, it's like, oh, they're in the neighborhood. But your dogs are like... No, he's like, I gotta go while the getting's good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
I smell water that way. <laughs> I could see Hank running that fast too. Like Absolutely. He's so he's short haired and fuck. slicked. Yeah. He's so fast. Yeah. And he just fucking goes, apparently. Oh no. So that was a dead end. So I was like, all right, well, I have to get gas. And I got gas. And oh my I, God. <laughs> I know. And so then some guy at the gas station, because again, not great neighborhood, yeah. he was like, Hey, really like your car. And I was like, fucking thanks. Have you seen a dog? <laughs> yeah, like, mm, I don't really want to ask you, though, because he's in, like, a work van or something, right? Mm-mm. And I was like, cool, thanks. And he's like, yeah, is it good on gas mileage? I'm like, no, man, it's a Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, fucking two miles to the gallon. What do you mean? Yeah. No, it's not. He's like, yeah, I drive a Benz, but I'm like, cool, oh, man. Nobody fucking cares. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm distraught. I'm in pajamas. Like, uh-huh. I said I got dressed. I didn't get dressed. <laughs> you put clothes on. I put, yeah, I put clothes on. Exactly. And so I'm just like, I don't fucking know, man. So then I'm finally like, whatever. I don't know where he is. And the places that I could drive, like, he could be fucking anywhere. Yeah. He could be in someone's backyard and you wouldn't know until unless he, like, decided to fucking pop out, right? Yeah. And you happen to be driving by at that time. So I think it's not going to happen. So I go back up my fucking block or whatever. And as I'm on my block... Like, I usually go this way, I'm going to go this way, right? Mm -hmm. One fucking corner square, whatever thing, right? And I go up the other way. His dumbass fucking head bounces out from one of the houses. And I was like, thank fucking God. Oh, my God. I'm like, Hank. And he, like, looks at me like, huh? (laughs) So I, like, park the car in the middle of the fucking road. And I get out. And he just runs around, looks at the Jeep, and, like, fucking open the door. And he just climbs right in. Like, thanks, Mom. Where are we going? Oh, my God. Chelsea does that shit. (sighs) Well, she'll run for a while, but once she's done, she'll get back in like, oh, fuck yeah, we're going for a ride? Yeah. Yes. Like, hell yeah, this is what I was hoping for. No. Oh, my God. Ugh. Oh, my God. I was so fucking frustrated. So then I bought an air tag for him, and now Good. he'll have an air tag on his smart. collar. But. That's actually really smart. Thanks. I was like, never want to do this again, because I don't know where he could be. He could be in the fucking neighbor's pond, which mm-hmm. is like 30 feet away, but behind a bunch of shit. Like, oh, God. And down an alley thing. I just don't know where that dog goes. So I have some air tags, and we haven't used them. I should put them on the dog's collar. You absolutely a should. Great idea. At least on Chelsea. Oh, yeah. 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 Chip's not going to get far. Uh-uh. She's tired. <laughs> yeah. That's Carl. Uh-huh. Everyone's like, are you going to get one for Carl? I'm like, nah, he's a home <laughs> he's dog. <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> if he gets out. It, he's going with Hank, so yeah. he'll be wherever Hank is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And they don't want to go far alone. Exactly. Like, where are you? I thought you were coming. Yeah, if Carl's alone outside, he'll be in the fucking vicinity. Like, crying to get back into the house. <laughs> exactly. My favorite couch is in there. <laughs> oh, man. So then I got a fucking air tag for him and everything. And that very same day, Brandon fixed the garage door, which was the culprit on why it was he got out. And so <sighs> hopefully it'll never happen again. But if it does, I'm fucking ready. Yeah, you are. God damn. That's Okay, just because you had to go, you were taking a nap, woken up. Traumatically. Strike one. Yeah. (laughs) Had to put clothes on in this heat. Strike two. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Then had to go drive around fucking talking to strangers. Yeah. Strike three. Those are my three least favorite things. To be woken up, put clothes on, and talk to strangers. And then... And then you ran out of gas. Yeah. The fucking universe hates you. Honestly. Strike four. But then you did find him on the way back. And I you did. wouldn't have if you didn't stop to get gas. That's true. Potentially. Potentially. That's true. But I was ready to give up on the whole dog. Fuck it. I was like, that's like a $40,000 dog because of the last surgeries and bullshit, right? <laughs> oh my right? God, I know. This dog is like really giving you guys a run. Trying to money. fucking kill himself. Yeah, he is. Trying. But was Brandon happy or like what? Like He's just like, whatever. He's out. I don't know. And I'm like, <laughs> cool. So he wasn't willing to go chase him and find him? 
No. Well, I mean, I did it. I don't yeah, know if he was willing he to or not, to. but I was yeah. just like, I guess I'm going. Oh, man. Yeah. And someone had to stay with the kids. So yeah, I was like, that. that makes sense. Yeah. Actually, I'm not going to but... bring them because then they'll just cry the whole time. Like, he's dead. Uh, yeah, it traumatizes your kids. Yeah. I'll speak from experience. Yeah. Now my kids panic anytime the door is open. They're like, don't let that dog out. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I need to bring the groceries in. <laughs> Move out of the fucking way. <laughs> I'll push past them. Oh, good God. Yeah. Well, God damn. That God is traumatic. Damn. I'm glad you survived it, though. Thanks. Me too. Okay. Do you want to talk murder? I do. All right. Well, this episode is brought to you by Critty Cat again. Oh, Critty Cat. Because for my birthday, she did some research. She was like, I got you, girl. I fucking was so excited Uh, when she said that because I was saving the night before we record to actually research and pick a case and all this other shit. And then yesterday, which would have been yesterday, right? Yeah. Yesterday was a total fucking shit show. Mm. And it was back to school night. And then my oldest son came home early from school because his stomach hurt. So I had to leave work early and all this. Oh my God, it's such a fucking shit show. And then Lee had to do like a bunch of things, you know, like go help his dad with something. We had to do a Costco run for camping. Anyway, it was just like it would have been fucking insane so she saved my ass so thank you critty (laughs) hell yeah okay but today i'm gonna tell you about grant amato grant Mm -hmm. okay grant so first we're gonna start off with his parents so margaret ann who went by peggy was a single mother of three-year-old jason when she met the love of her life chad Okay. These are very basic-ass names. All of the people in this story have some basic-ass names, so I'll keep saying, like, the relation Okay, as we go along. Uh, because even I had a hard time at first. <laughs> <laughs> Chad and Peggy both went to the University of Florida. Oh. And it wasn't long before they got married, which was in 1986. Okay. Chad was 100% committed to Peggy and Jason, and he made it official by adopting Jason. Aw, sweet. I know. So Jason says, like, he doesn't have a memory of a time where Chad wasn't ever his dad. So to him, Chad is his dad. Yeah. In 1987, the couple had their first son together, which was a boy named Cody. And then on May 20th of 1989, a third baby boy named Grant was born. Okay. So now we have three boys in the family. And we have mom and dad. Got it. Peggy and Chad had purchased nearly three acres of land in Chuliota, Florida, which is about 30 minutes outside of Orlando. Okay. Chad, the dad, to Grant, <laughs> designed their four-bedroom, three-bathroom home, which had a game room, gym, dining room, living room, and each boy had their own bedroom. God damn. So a nice-ass house. Okay? Yeah. Peggy had discovered that there was a neglected horse that was roaming the property because it's oh. three acres. And she soon found herself spending all of her time with this horse. And the horse's name was Lady. Oh. She named it Lady, I'm guessing. I don't really know because it was yeah, neglected. Yeah, if it's abandoned, it's yeah. probably not like. Could you imagine if you were talking to the person who neglected that horse? Yeah, right? Like, anyway, her name's Lady. We fucking hate her. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. So despite. What the- if. Horses wore collars. I'm sorry. That's all. And like had dog tags, you know? And you're like, oh, oh this one's Benjamin. <gasps> what a great idea. I they should, idea. right? Yeah. Like nameplates. You could make them like uh, the gold ones that have like the name in cursive. Ooh. It's like a necklace for a horse. Yeah. Where it's like always like Jessica. <laughs> yes. Jasmine. Melissa. Lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Uh, Okay, so despite Lady bucking Peggy off a bunch, Peggy eventually nursed Lady back to health and got her, like, broke her again to ride her and everything. Yeah. And she took care of that horse until the day that the horse died. Aww. So Chad, her husband, loved the outdoors, and he spent much of his free time as he could outside. 
Okay. So Chad described Peggy as the moon to his son and his soulmate. Okay. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I hate it. But the point being, they're in love. Yeah, yeah, they're so in love. Got it. Exactly. The stars and the moons aligned so that they could be together. Exactly. They did their best to provide the best light for their three boys, and Chad had a chemistry degree, and he was a pharmacist. Damn, okay. I know. And Peggy was a medical transcriptionist, so they were bringing in some good money. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I'm going to write the pharmacies, you're going to fill them. I think she, like, transcribed, like, doctor notes or something. That sounds hard. I don't really. Yeah. I don't like. She had to fucking be able to read the handwriting of doctors. I don't know what this one says. (laughs) Yeah. We're fucked. (laughs) What are your symptoms? Maybe I can figure it out. (laughs) Maybe I could just, you know, diagnose you. (laughs) Prescribe something. It'll be easier than me trying to figure out whatever the fuck this homie wrote down on this notepad. Oh, my God. But anyway, so the couple were bringing in decent money. Decent enough that they had a fucking custom homemade. Yeah. With a fucking abandoned horse that they rehabbed. (sighs) Lady. What a beautiful little lady. I know. The family had a traditional life. Um, They went to Florida Gator games. They played sports casually throughout school. They played video games and, you know, went to public school and shit. Normal life. Gators games. Got it. Yep. Jason, who is the firstborn child that wasn't Chad's. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had already moved out and like for college and shit by the time that Cody and Grant were in high school. OK. So his two younger brothers are in high school. He's older. So he moved out. Cody and Grant joined weightlifting together in high school and they became really close. Like Aww. they would hang out all the time in the weight room with all their friends and all that shit. They had the same friend group and they did like everything together. OK. Jason never came back home after he left for college, and he ended up meeting his wife, and he became the father to her daughters, similar to, like, what Chad did with his mom. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. He was like, this is fucking perfect. Yeah, this is how I live my life. Yeah, pre-made family. Exactly. Cody and Grant decided that they would both become nurses slash anesthesiologists. Okay. And they went to college together. Okay. Like, literally, they would sit next to each other in some of the classes. And they're like, we're fucking best friends. Best buds. Got it. I always imagine them as, like, twins or something. Right. And all of the times I imagine them, I always imagine them as twins. You've probably imagined them more than I have so far. (laughs) (laughs) Well, imagine it. What would you think? Twins? Uh, Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Cody's kind of a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Why Cody? Oh, we got bad blood with the name Cody. (laughs) Cody, it's nothing against you, man. (laughs) Peggy and Chad understood that both of their sons would be focusing a lot on their medical education, and so they happily allowed them to live at home, rent-free and everything. Like, as long as you're going to school and doing your thing, we got your back. Hell yeah. That's good parenting. Right? Cody flawlessly completed his education. Oh, okay. Flawlessly. Flawlessly. Fucking humble brag. Fucking flying colors. He was like, that wasn't even hard. (laughs) I'm going to be a doctor now. (laughs) I'm just going to put people to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, No, but he did really well. And he was practicing being a nurse slash anesthesiologist or whatever by 2017. Okay. Grant didn't do as well. Mm. So It's hard. Yeah. I've heard. I didn't try. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't either. Um, I did do, like, certified nursing assistant. And that wasn't as hard. <laughs> but it's still hard. Yeah, I guess it's hard work. Yeah. But, ah, uh, that's true. Like there were, the tests and shit? Yeah, that's gotta be hard. The tests were hard. Yeah, like you learning. gotta learn, like, chemistry and shit. Not fucking shit. And you're like, God, that's yeah. a big-ass word. That's a big-ass... I can't even say that. <laughs> yeah, right? What are you gonna be? An endless... 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 I can't even say the word. <laughs> you can't be one, then. I hope nobody asks me what I do for a living. 
Anesthesiologist. You know the guy that puts people to sleep? That's me. I do that shit. You wouldn't understand, so I won't say the word. Yeah. I won't use big words around you. Yeah. You're not smart enough. You fucking layman. Yeah. (laughs) Idiot. Oh, God. So, like I said, Grant didn't do as well, and he didn't pass his nursing exams. Oh, no. And so he had to wait to take it again. And then in, like, 2012, he ends up passing. And then he went on to graduate school to become an anesthesiologist. And then he ended up dropping out of graduate school in 2016. So he's licensed to be a nurse, but not an anesthesiologist. Okay. So Grant gets a job at a hospital, and he's working away, living his best life as a nurse. Okay. Meanwhile, Chad's raking in the money as an anesthesiologist. Hell yeah. The family was thriving and doing well. They have so much access to drugs. So much access (laughs) to drugs. Chad and Peggy had purchased a home in Tennessee because they were preparing for their retirement. Oh, okay. So they get this, like, beautiful home in Tennessee on all this land, and they would travel there monthly to do maintenance on the house because I guess they had a wild hog problem. (laughs) You know how that's a thing? I guess in Tennessee it is, man. And it was like, it kept tearing up their house. And like every, inside? I don't know. Outside? Like eating the fucking doorsteps? I have what? no fucking idea. <laughs> what do feral hogs eat? I would assume like their garden areas. I'm thinking they're just like rubbing their backs on the, scratching their backs on the house. And like, God damn it, look at all this mud. <laughs> Tearing up the fucking house. I have heard though that wild hogs are like really intense and dangerous and, and stuff. I, I've heard they're really destructive as well. Yeah, I wonder what they destroy though. They just, like, eat doors? Yeah, I thought it was, like, they destroy your outside shit. Like, don't have an outdoor trampoline. You know how you have those yeah. indoor ones? Keep maybe, them all indoor. Maybe that's what it was. But I guess Chad was starting to get really stressed because he was spending a lot more money and time than he wanted to on this house to, like, yeah. maintain it because he's fucking hogs. I've watched way too many videos of them, like, trapping wild hogs. That's weird. Yeah. TikTok, Why? man. I don't yeah. know. You have a weird algorithm. Will you send me one when yep. you get one again? Because mm-hmm. I haven't had a single one. They're very interesting to me. Okay. The plan was that Cody and Grant were going to keep living in their current home in Florida and that the mom and dad, Peggy and Chad, Chad would go live in Tennessee. Okay. Uh, Grant and Cody were super close, like I said, and they shared a love of video games, anime, and even planned a trip to Japan in December of 2018. Look at them. I know. Like, they were best fucking friends. That's cool. Cody and Grant also made a goal to buy matching BMWs because, like, they're like, we're going to go to school, become nurses, do anesthesiology, and then we're going to fucking have matching BMWs. Twins. Twins. Cody saved enough money to get a BMW, but Grant didn't. So I know. So Cody had decided that he was going to wait to buy his BMW until Grant could. Like, they were going to do it together. Oh, okay. Once they were old enough, Cody and Grant joined an airsoft gun team, and owned several actual guns, like, Mm -hmm. in real life. So, like, shooting is a thing in their family. Like, real guns, not airsoft guns? Yeah, like, they've been shooting airsoft guns since they were little, but then, like, also the family has real guns on their property. It's fucking Florida, I'm sure. Yeah, it's not unheard of. And they're moving to Tennessee. It sounds like you're going to need those guns with your wild hog problem. Fucking seriously. Better fucking put those up in the tree somewhere so you have them at all times. (laughs) In case you get treed by a wild hog, you'll have a fucking firearm up there. A little cash. (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs) I'm always locked in the tree. This is the tree I was planning on getting treated. (laughs) Thank God it wasn't that tree. And now, at this time, Jason lives in another town outside of Orlando with his wife and the two teenage daughters. Okay. And Chad and Peggy referred to Jason's daughters as their granddaughters, so they also, like, adopted them in the family as their own. Love it. Jason's family only spent holidays with Chad and Peggy, and they were only around for those, like, 
three to four times a year. So they didn't go visit or anything like that. Got it. However, Peggy and Jason talked on the phone every week and they would catch up on their lives. So they were still close. Love it. In June of 2018, Grant was suspended and then fired from his nursing job Uh-oh. because he was stealing medication. Hmm, can't do that. Propofol. Propofol. More specifically. Like the kind that, isn't that what like Michael Jackson was yeah, given? Yeah, I was like, like, where have I heard that? Yeah, yeah. So oh. it like fucking puts you to sleep. I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jesus, is that recreational? Or are you I like, would not imagine so. Anyway. Like, I just want to go to bed tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're really lame at a party, friend. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't sound fun. Right? Um, and also he was caught stealing other medication. Yeah. You can't do that, especially not at a place you work, you know? No, no, no. They found eight empty vials in a room that only Grant had been in. And he had told investigators that he was giving extra to patients that were, quote, not properly relaxed without doctor's approval. Fuck that. Not properly relaxed. I don't know if I believe it. You know? I'm not properly relaxed. <laughs> Can I have some? What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. It means he was taking them, right? And he's I'm like, guessing. anyway, I gave Margaret two doses. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing because he's like, that's weird. Yeah. You would just be like, hey, doc, I don't think he's properly relaxed. <laughs> I think you'd be like, that's a medical term for it. Shut the fuck up. I'm the doctor. <laughs> but anyway, Grant was arrested and he was booked for grand larceny wow cody his brother paid eight grand for an attorney retention for grant oh my god on his behalf but the hospital dropped the charges shortly after the arrest probably because they didn't want it getting out that like a nurse was just like overdosing their patients yeah or possibly stealing yeah. the medication yeah like it's not a good look for a, a shady gig yeah. yeah it was hard for grant to find a new job Allegedly because of his arrest. <laughs> that makes and, sense. And he claimed that he had PTSD from being arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Don't feel sorry for you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Don't well, PTSD, PTSD yeah. from being arrested. Are no. you sure it's not because you were violently too high and then you got arrested and you were like, oh, shit, what's happening? This is different. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. That shit will give you PTSD. <laughs> oh, God. It wasn't long before Grant's funds all dried up from anything he ever fucking had. You know? Yeah. He wasn't working or anything, and he ended up selling all of his guns for extra cash. Okay. So. Not a good direction. No, he ain't got no money. He thought real hard and decided that he wanted to try to become a professional Twitch gamer. Okay. So, his family felt really bad for him, and they understood what he was going through. This family is, like, the nicest family ever. I guess. And so they knew it was going to take time for his Twitch account or whatever to get bigger. And he kept saying he needed money to help advertise for the Twitch account. And so they were giving him money to help his Twitch account, to help him get big and famous game player dude. Okay, I realize we have a podcast so it's hard to be like, <laughs> it's Ain't not going to work. Which we've been doing this for like five years. It's not going to work. But we've been doing it for like five years and it's really hard and it's not going to work. And also <laughs> like, I would never ask for funds from someone else uh-uh. to like, anyway, I'm going to do this full time. Like I won't even do this full time. I still I know have a job. Paid, I know you paid for my nursing degree back there, yeah. but I'm going to scrap that idea and I'm just going to play video games all day. Yeah. What the fuck? Which I realize that's a lucrative job for some people. For but some like, people. You have to be really good at video games and have a really good personality. And so far I feel like, yeah, I don't really know how he was at video games. But also, like, so is podcasting. That's really lucrative for some people. Yeah. But you have to be, like, the one, you know, yeah. that makes it, that is lucky yeah. or whatever. The golden goose. Yeah. Exactly. 
Like, it's not a job that you can be like, this is what I'm going to go do now and pay my rent with. I know. And they bought all the equipment. They bought everything so he could do this. Oh, my God. I know. He would stay up all night playing video games and streaming, and then he'd sleep all day. Oh, my God. So in total, Grant was given thousands of dollars from his family members mm. for this Twitch account. And he has a house paid for. Yeah. Like, he's not paying rent. I'm sure he's not buying groceries. Like, yeah. He still lives with mom and dad. Yeah. Grant was struggling, and his family tried to be supportive and help him get him back on his feet, and they were compassionate and patient with him, all that stuff, obviously. Yeah. Right? In November, the family discovered that Grant had been lying to everybody. Weird. And that the money that they gave him wasn't actually going towards advertising for his Twitch account, because in July of 2018, after he got fired, Grant was, like, cruising around porn sites, Mm -hmm. whacking it. Mm-hmm. As you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like when there's nothing else going on, I'm just going to jerk it. Mm-hmm. And he came across a website called myfreecams.com. And he saw the content of a lady named Sylvia Ventislova. Okay. Love it. <laughs> Love it. AKA Addie Sweet, I guess, was her handle. Okay. Uh, heads up, this is a warning from Critty that if you Google any of those names that I just said, you will see a very beautiful Bulgarian woman in her early 30s furiously masturbating. So you've been warned. <laughs> A.K.A. you're welcome. <laughs> Depending on I was going to say, everyone's asking for about. a friend. Yeah, exactly. But do you have the link? <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, it's myfreecams.com. <laughs> um, also, I'm a little bit sad that her last name is Ventislavolva and she didn't go by, like, Volva's Volva. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, like Addie Sweet? Mm. Mm. Maybe Play on words here, you know? 1D. 80? Addie? I don't know. Hmm. So Grant soon discovered that you can have Sylvie, her nickname. Have her. Actually talk to you. I didn't finish that sentence. Oh, okay. I was like, to own and to hold? <laughs> to have forever. No, you can have her talk to you for money, obviously. Yeah, Like, yeah, you yeah. pay her and the camp girl will talk to you. Yeah. So, Grant would buy 5,000 My Free Cam tokens okay. for $599.99. <laughs> what? Because it costs 90 tokens per minute to talk to her. So, that's $10.80 a minute is what this girl was getting paid to, like, talk to Grant. And that's what he was using the money on. Like, not advertising. He was like, I need more tokens because I need to talk to this cam girl. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, there's people on, like, just regular Twitch that, that just, are like, doing the same to thing. talk. Yeah. yeah know, right? Without yeah. 90 tokens. Oh, my God. So for 90 tokens, you would be admitted to her, quote, room hmm. where she, you could watch her masturbate, quote, live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and there was also a chat room feature. So you would go in there and... Talk to all the other pervies in there. That, exactly, that are paying her $10.80 a minute to fucking feverishly masturbate. Oh uh, I feel like we're in the rough business, honestly. Honestly. The amount of money I can make. Brandon has said that so many times. It's like, if you guys just didn't have a podcast, <laughs> you tried something else. I'm like, no. I don't want to. <laughs> So, Grant made several fellow masturbator friends in these chat rooms. <laughs> Isn't it weird? They're just like, hey, guys, you like beating it to this chick? Me too. I'm beating it right now. Anyway, what's your name? Is your dick out while you're typing to me? <laughs> yeah, don't touch your dick. It's like a courtesy. Yeah. Like, you better not be touching your dick right now. 
Anyway, so Grant invented an online persona of himself as a successful professional Twitch streamer, and he told his new jerk-off buddies and Sylvie that he owned his own home in Florida and that he drove a BMW because he was doing so well on his Twitch gaming. Yeah. So he's like, I'm this rich, fancy guy, and I have no problem getting a girl even though I'm paying you $10.80 a minute for my presence. That is so online fucking expensive it was so much money also multiple people in the room all paying that that means she's getting like so much money 40 bucks a minute dude that's if four people are there yeah 40 bucks a minute get 10 people in there you got a hundred dollars a minute that's insane that's we are in the wrong business we really are feverishly masturbate I mean, for $100 a minute. Furiously. Furiously. Fucking feverishly. <laughs> Violently. Sweating. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I yeah. Mean, for 100 bucks a minute. I mean, for 100 bucks a minute, I probably could. You do it for 10 minutes. Oh, that yeah, sounds like so much work. That's a lot of minutes, actually. <laughs> I don't know if I could. I don't but know if I could for 1000 bucks. Just saying. You know. 10 minutes. This is going to be raw. If you're furiously. Yeah. (laughs) Depends, you know? I don't know. You got to make it last longer. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) So you can get all those minutes out of them. I can fake some of it and be gentle. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to raw dog that shit. Anyway, okay. So basically the point of the story is he's getting money from his parents and his brother because they believe in him. To to pay Sylvia. To pay Sylvie to jerk it on camera or to diddle it on camera. Yeah. By November, Grant was spending an upwards of four hours on the My Free Cam website, which was $2,600 a day. He was convinced that Sylvie was his girlfriend. Jesus Christ. And he would send her, like, lingerie and sex toys and, like, extra tips just because. Is, is this a mental illness, too? Yeah, like, I think it is. It's a problem. Yeah. It's an addiction. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. an addiction. And he thinks that they're together. I'm sure she's playing into it because she's getting a fuck ton of money from him. Oh, of course. I won't put blame on her because, like, girl, do what you gotta do. You gotta get that money. Yeah. Um, and I guess if people are willing to pay it, then that is what it is. But also, like, he he can't afford to pay it. So yeah, and he's taking it from other people. That's pretty fucked up. That's pretty fucked up. So Chad and Peggy were horrified to discover that that's where all their money that they've was been going to paying fucking Sylvie. Yeah, to I, furiously masturbate. Exactly. And I guess Grant would steal their credit cards and use it without them knowing. Oh my god! And then he would open credit cards in their name and like max out the credit limits. Jesus Christ! Yeah. And he took out a loan on their Florida home. That's not good. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Sylvie was like, fuck yeah. She made like he estimated that he paid her like two hundred thousand dollars or something insane from other people's money. Oh my god. That's not like ten grand or something. That's no. like someone's entire life savings. Yeah. And they did it wasn't even their savings. It was like the he That was, was the house they were still alone. living in. Yeah. yeah exactly. And maxing out their credit cards. Exactly. So Cody, his brother, had discovered that Grant had also used his credit and information to get additional funds too. So he stole his identity also. His best fucking friend. He's like, it's one thing if you do that shit to mom and dad. But he did it to his brother. And like I said, in total, over $200,000 were stolen in just five months. Jesus. That chick has got to be so fucking rich. That's all I could think of. Jesus. 
the family all came together and they decided that they needed to help Grant. Have an intervention? Yes. And they diagnosed him as like an online porn addict, right? They did like themselves? Yeah. They were like, like, by my calculations. It wasn't wasn't like medically whatever. They're like, he's got an He's got a problem. We need to help him. We need yeah. to do everything we can to help him. Yes, we're mad about the money, but more importantly, we want to make sure that he's safe and healthy and okay. Wow. Those are good parents. Uh, they're, this family is like the nicest family ever. Because I would have been like, you suck later. I have some choice words for you. Yeah. And also. And they're going to be traumatic. Name. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not going to like. Go me. take out some fucking credit under your name and pay me back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so remember how Cody and Grant are so close? They like video games and anime and everything, and they were planning a Japan trip? Yeah. Okay, so here's the Japan trip. So it comes up December 1st. Oh, they're still going on it? They're still going I on it. I thought they couldn't afford this now. Oh, they're still going on it. Grant can't afford it. Cody's foot in the bill for everything. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because he's an anesthesiologist, so he's making decent money. Yeah, for sure. But like... Yeah, no, they're nice. Your yeah. buddy here, yeah. your homie, can't pay... Yeah. His... This is a lifelong dream, Aaron. Even part of it is... I would pay for you to do this lifelong dream with us, but if you... Stole. Stole from me, like uh-uh. a shit ton of money. An identity. Even if you were mentally ill, I'd be like, mm, I don't want to be with you anymore. You suck. Well, I might even be like, wow, okay, this is a problem, but I'm not going to pay for a trip then. You don't deserve to be gifted anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd be real wary about my money around you, uh-huh. you know? But from Cody's perspective, he wanted to do this trip with his best friend, brother, and he thought it would be good for Grant to get away from everything that was happening at home. Like, dude, you've had a rough five months. Like, you got fired. All at his doing. But Cody yeah. is like going compassionate, right? Like you got fired, you got all the, you got a fucking. You think you have a girlfriend online? Like oh my god, now you're gonna yeah. who you are exactly. But she probably does because yeah, it's a big spender, you know, high roller rooms, right? So Cody footed a ten thousand dollar bill for him to go to Japan and everything, and he made sure to keep a really close eye on Grant and his internet use. So he was like never allowed to leave. It sounds like a lot of work, but I guess Cody kept an eye on Grant the entire time. And they brought a friend with him, like, on this trip. And that friend was like, yeah, like, in retrospect, it is kind of weird that, like, if Grant ever wandered off, Cody would be like, where is he? And, like, would, like, make sure, like, literally anywhere they went, Cody had to be with Grant at all times. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, honestly, that's a good fucking brother. So they had gone to Japan for two weeks, and the friend's name was Jericho, by the way. Oh, and Jericho thought that everything was totally normal until the last day when Cody got into the shower and Grant, like, to shower, right? And Grant had told Jericho that he was going to go to the hotel lobby real quick because he wanted to grab something to eat. And Jericho was like, that's normal, whatever, bye. Like, I didn't know that I had to keep an eye on this dude. And so Cody gets out of the shower and immediately notices that Grant's gone. And he asks Jericho, like, where's Grant? And Jericho's like, oh, he ran down to go get some food. And Cody was like, fuck, you know? And then, like, he gets dressed really fast. And then he goes to the hotel lobby looking for his brother. He's not there. Well, he finds Grant at a casino on his Surface Pro on the My Free campsite attempting to contact Sylvie. Ah! Yeah. He's like, I miss my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? The interesting thing about it all is, though, that I think he did get to talk to Sylvie on the my cams because Jericho found out a few weeks later or a couple days later or something. I don't know. That he had stolen his card. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Grant had motherfucker. Card because Jericho wanted to go to dinner and pay for it and his credit card got declined. And then when he looked at it, it was like a family credit card yeah. that his parents paid for, <gasps> which I'm like, dude, I need friends like this. I need my yeah. parents to pay for shit like that. But anyway, that his parents paid for it and it had got declined. So he called his dad and his dad's like, yeah, there's two charges to this porn site. <gasps> 
And it got canceled after the first charge. Like, the first charge went through, and then they canceled it. And then he later found out that it was Grant. And he's, like, trying to tell his dad, like, it wasn't me. (laughs) It was a friend. Talk about a nightmare. Oh, my God. So, after returning from Japan, Grant discovered that his parents had gone through his computer and everything. Because I guess his dad, Chad, was, like, really good at hacking into shit. Yeah, the mainframe. they contacted Sylvie. And told her what was going on was like Grant's she was been, like yeah I know yeah like I don't fucking care yeah like Grant bitch been I got lying paid about all of this and don't please don't contact him anymore like he's stolen all of our information like all everything you have was stolen yeah basically I don't Can know you that, give it back I don't think she ever replied to anything. But um, yeah, I wouldn't either. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be completely honest. Like, Ooh, that no. sounds like somebody else's problem. Yeah, like you, I still performed a service. Yeah, and you still paid me. Furiously, <laughs> they were also horrified to discover on this computer that Grant had given Sylvie their home address, and she sent him like Christmas cards and shit. So she was playing into it, yeah. like her best customer. Of course, yeah, she was. Of course, they also told her that like Grant's not allowed to talk to her anymore. <laughs> Which is like this this guy's you like, guys have to break up. Yeah, he's like in his twenty nines or something at this point. Oh my, <laughs> my god. God. So Grant finds out about this when he gets back from Japan and he loses his shit. Dad, how could you tell my girlfriend? Yeah, don't go through my stuff. Which I'm sure they paid for. Like, yeah, that's right. A computer your mom and dad bought. Yeah. It's yours. <laughs> yeah. So Grant leaves home in the middle of the night without telling his parents where he went. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would later say him. that he, quote, ran away. But again, he's like 29 years old. So can you really say that he ran away? No, he but just chose to go. Exactly. They eventually report him missing to the police because they're worried about him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's depressed. He's a danger to himself. Please go make sure you find him. Yeah. So please go looking. And they end up finding him at his Aunt Donna's house. And Aunt Donna is Chad's sister. So dad's sister. Okay. And that's like an hour away from his house. So Grant had told Aunt Donna that his dad was being controlling and that his mom was smothering him and that he just needed a break from them. But okay. didn't tell her about all this webcam shit. Yeah, I'm sure. That'd be so embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, they turned off all my cards because they're so overbearing. Can I borrow yours? Exactly. So it took Donna a few days for her to see the charges on those cards. But that's exactly what he did. Grant had taken photos of credit cards from the family. So, like, Aunt Donna, uncle, grandma and grandpa, cousins, anyone he came in contact with, he'd somehow get their information and take pictures of it. And, like I said, it took a couple days for Aunt Donna to realize, like, oh, my God, Grant stole my fucking information. Oh, my God. And she was like, fuck that. Get the fuck out of my house. I'm going to press charges. Now, Chad was, like, begging her not to press charges against grant yeah and then cody was like i'll pay you for my brother's misdoings like for whatever he owes you i'll pay you like the family again is enabling this oh my god and like you know trying to keep him out of trouble like trying to keep grant out of trouble so chad had eventually admitted to donna that grant had stolen so much money that he had to remortgage his home and postpone his retirement by a few years because he had to pay all the shit back oh my god i know and he was like please just i just don't want him going to jail please like don't and so she didn't wow Mm -hmm. jail might be helpful at a certain point though right i think he needs it so on december 22nd of 2018 chad peggy cody and jason all go to aunt donna's house so the whole family where Grant is, right? Yeah. And they have an intervention with Grant. Good. And they're like, okay, we need to fix this. And so Aunt Donna's house. Yeah. And Aunt Donna's like happy to host it, right? And Aunt Donna's like furiously, you say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? <laughs> I mean, 
mean, I already paid for it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I see what it's about. Now, at first, when Grant walked into his intervention, he was super angry, but he eventually, like, agreed with the family and everything, and that, like, I do have a porn addiction. It's the only way you can get out of it. Yeah, and then he agrees to go to a rehab clinic. Okay. And, and this rehab clinic is one that Peggy had found after looking for a counselor to talk to him and everything. So, like, they're doing all the legwork. Wow. It's not like they have somebody there to do it for them. Yeah. She was like, I've seen the show. I could probably pull it off. Exactly. On January 4th, 2019, Grant was released from rehab, which was after only 11 days in rehab. Okay. And he told his family that the counselor there had said that he was just in a little rut and that he didn't actually need the full treatment program. Mm-hmm. This doesn't sound like a counselor talking. It doesn't. And Cody had paid $15,000 up front for a 60-day rehab treatment plan, and he didn't get that money. How back. many thousand dollars? Fifteen? Yeah, fifteen. Jesus. Yeah. And he didn't get that money back. Like, you gotta just, stay. Like, left. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So Chad wrote up a contract, his dad, for Grant, and he said, "There's some options we can do here, right? Like, if you're not gonna go to treatment, here's what we can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can stay at home with us, and you can follow all of the rules that I have outlined. You can join the military, or you can get the fuck out. Like, those are your options. Yeah. And so obviously, Grant agrees to live at home under all these stipulations. And the stipulations were, I know. That he needed to have a day job. Mm -hmm. Um, He couldn't have a smartphone or connection to internet of any kind. And he couldn't use the internet past midnight. And there's this whole detailed list. Now, I guess Chad was really known for being very organized and, like, he would make these lists. And then, like, as he would talk to people, he would, like, make comments on the list of, like, almost like a meeting minutes. Okay. So he was kind of, like, very, I wouldn't say controlling, but, like, very type A organized kind of thing. So, like, there is this list. That eventually gets put into evidence of this conversation. And you can see, like, he circles, like, he chooses to live at home. You know, like that kind of stuff. Option A. Now, Chad and Peggy took Grant to the California Pizza Kitchen uh, to review the contract with him. CPK. Yeah. To decide what they're going to do from there. First of all, homie left rehab, and you're about to get a free fucking lunch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At California Pizza Kitchen. Yeah. Free fucking pizza. No. Now I got to do is sign this contract and be like, yeah, for sure. I'm not going to talk to her anymore. Totally. Thinky, thinky. I'm going to listen to everything you say because mm-hmm. I didn't get away with it before. Right? So his parents were literally trying everything to help him. That's so sad. On January 14th, Cody posted a picture of everything that he needed to make a new computer rig for a virtual reality setup on his Instagram account. Like he's his brother takes this picture and is like super excited because he was going to do this setup and play virtual reality with Grant. That's like what the message was. Okay. So Cody was doing his best to keep Grant positive, and they were getting into, like, VR gaming, and Cody was making sure that they're hanging out with their friends all the time and staying healthy. So really, Cody is, like, taking him under his wing. Yeah, pulling for the team here. Around this time, Grant and Cody go out to dinner, and then they go to a friend's house to go play video games. I think it's Jericho's house. I could be wrong, but it is a friend's house. And they're playing video games, and while they're there, Grant says he has to use the restroom. I think Cody did also. But anyway, like, we can cross streams. So you're exactly. Not alone. Like two people had to use the restrooms. So the friend told Grant, you can go in my room in the master bedroom and you could use that bathroom. No. And so he does. Um, Doesn't he know? I don't think he really knows. I don't know. Maybe he does. But Cody should be break. like, it's cool. You can take the guest. Yeah. Like, don't go anywhere. I can't see you. Yeah. I'll, I'll go in the main bathroom. Yeah. Or if you're going to bring your klepto friend around. 
Right? Warn your friends. Yeah. Hey, by the way, he's got sticky fucking fingers. Watch out. Yeah. So on January 24th, 2019, it starts like any other day. Chad gets up and goes to work in Orlando as the telehealth pharmacist for CVS. Mm-hmm. Peggy got up and she worked from home in her office that she had set up in the like dining room area, living room area. Okay. Grant got up and he watched YouTube on the couch all day. Fucking living the dream. Living the dream. So according to Grant, he, quote, hung out and watched YouTube all day. And then his mom said that she was going to make chicken stir fry after work. And so she pulled some chicken out and put it on the counter to thaw. Mm -hmm. He then said that his dad came home around 5.30 p.m. and confronted him about trying to talk to Sylvie on Twitter with his mom's phone. So I guess... According to Grant, his mom would let him borrow his phone because, after all, they're in love. <laughs> My to talk God, no! To Sylvie, but I don't only know. on Twitter because you can't pay or you don't pay. Only on Twitter and through his mom's phone. It was like quote unquote, like you know, monitored Supervised. in some yeah. way. But the mom kept saying, like, don't, don't overdo it because I'll tell your dad that you're doing it. You know, like I'm doing this for you. This is according to Grant. So. I mean, Grant's also a liar. Like, who? What do yeah. we he fucking steal shit? I but don't really like, know. as a mother, yeah. I understand the want to like make your child happy, and you know that they're so distraught because they can't talk to this person, and you're like, ah, it's just talking. Blah blah yeah. blah. Like, I can understand where she's coming from with that, but like, that's such a fucking slippery slope, right? Mm, I'm I'm from the perspective of like he's lying. Like he was probably stealing her phone. Mm. And he got busted for it. And he's like, my mom said I could. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So okay. anyway. So, so he's a 29-year-old child. Yeah. But that's my that's speculation here. Yeah. Okay. So um, Grant says that his dad got so pissed when he found out that he was, she was, he was still talking to Sylvie. Because at this point, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Right? We've done all the fucking things. I told you, you got to get the fuck out. Also, you signed a fucking contract. I'll bet rule number one was don't talk to Sylvie. 100%. Like, no matter what. Yeah. She is not your girlfriend. Yeah. So that makes me think the mom wasn't like, uh, we can bend some rules. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have a problem. Like she knows, right? Yeah. So uh, Grant says his dad grabbed him by the shirt and told him to pack up his shit and get the fuck out of the house. Like, fair. That is paraphrasing, but you know. Yeah. According to Grant, it took him three hours to pack his things, and then he left in his 1996 white Honda Accord, and he parked down the street, like on the side of the road, mm-hmm. and he was waiting for his brother Cody to come over or something, and he wanted to stop him on the side of the street and have his conversation. So evidently, they did. They run into each other, and while they're talking... Grant tells Cody everything that happened, and Cody tells him, like, don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of this. Gives Grant his credit card and says, like, go take care of yourself for the night, whatever. Right? Like, go do what you got to do. What? This is according to Grant. Just remember. Okay. Grant is a fucking liar. Okay. He steals shit. Okay. But this is according to Grant. This is what we have. Okay? Okay. So he says, go take care of everything. So Grant then, like, after meeting up with his brother, he goes to a Publix parking lot, which I guess is like a grocery store. Yeah. And he stays in the parking lot for the night. Now, later on, we know that while he was in that parking lot, Grant purchased 5,000 tokens with Cody's debit card on his Surface Pro, and he went to sleep. But he also talked to Sylvie. Yeah. later. Like, he spent those tokens. Yeah. Yeah. And he did that at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The next morning, on January 25th, Grant had a job interview, I guess. Good for and him. And so he did the interview, and the company says that he showed up, like, really cleanly dressed. He didn't seem like – but it didn't seem like he just slept in a car all night long or anything like that, and he actually scored pretty high in the interview. Hmm. Like, he was doing really well. Uh, he said that after the interview, he drove past his home 
like where his parents lived, and he saw a news van outside, and then he just left, and then he used Cody's credit card to check into a motel. Ain't no fucking way. Meanwhile, that same morning that Grant had the interview and everything, back at his parents' house, the cops had been called to perform a wellness check. Mm-hmm. A wellness check, you say? I will tell you why. Mm-hmm. Cody, the brother, was always super early for his shift as an anesthesiologist. And they would work like 16-hour shifts or some shit. And they started at 7 and worked till 11, but they were allowed to clock in one hour early. I don't know why, but I guess a lot of times, too, they wanted to work those hours because after eight hours, you got time and a half. Okay. So, like, very desired hours. Yeah. And Cody was always known for clocking in early. Like, he was always there at 6 o'clock. The moment he could clock in early, he'd be there. Yeah. And he was, like, the star at his job. Like, people would reach out to him if they had any questions, and he'd always get back to them right away on his own personal phone, like, was texting coworkers and stuff. Like, it was very rare for him not to be at work. Definitely... Definitely out of the, like, character to be a no-call, no-show, right? Yeah. So his coworker gets in at, like, 7 or whatever and clocks in. Cody's not there already. And he's like, that's kind of weird. And another coworker stops him in the hallway, like, hey, have you seen Cody? And she seemed pretty concerned. And he's like, no, maybe he's just not in yet. Like, it's still early. Like, he doesn't have to clock until 7. This is a little bit before 7. And then 7 rolls around and he runs into that coworker again. And that coworker's like, dude, something's up. That's not normal for Cody to not be here. Yeah. And that the coworker was like, well, I can text him. So he shoots him a text, and they have they both have iPhones, and so you know how usually it's blue? Like, mm-hmm. the message will be blue? Well, it showed up green, and so this guy was like, oh, his phone is off or dead or something. And again, he's like, this so isn't like Cody because he would always have it charged. He always had it on him, he'd, especially during a shift. Yeah. And he'd always answer right away. So then he tries to call him a couple of times, and it just goes to voicemail. He doesn't get any kind of answer. So then eventually they start calling the mom and the dad. I don't know if it was like they got a hold of Cody's girlfriend and she did it, but whatever, however it goes, they try to get a hold of the parents and they can't get a hold of them either. So then that coworker calls the police by nine o'clock in the morning and is like, Can you please do a wellness check? I'm worried about my coworker. This isn't like him, and nobody in the family's answering. Can mm. make sure they're okay? Another thing to note is the night before, so I think this is also what kind of tipped the crew off to something being amiss is the night before was extra slow at work and Cody was working. And so whenever it's extra slow, people had to go home and they would always first ask, does anybody want to like volunteer? And nobody did. So then the next thing they do is they draw names out of a hat. And so they draw, they drew name and Cody's name got picked. And so that meant at nine 30, he would go home. But before his shift, he was like on the phone at like nine 15 or something. And he was clearly like upset. And he had said something about like, he had to go check on his parents or something like there was some bullshit going on. Something was going on and he needed to go to his parents' house. And then he left early, like by 15 minutes, whatever. Yeah. So he left early. So it like stuck in their head and they're like, okay, go check on the parent. Like go check at the parents' house. That's where he said he was going last. Yeah. So the police get to the house and they start to knock and nobody answers. And so they start banging on the doors and the window, like banging. And they're yelling Cody's name. Yeah, they're yelling so loud that one of the neighbors speculates that they heard the banging because he reported later in a police report that he heard like popping noise or something that could have possibly been a gun being fired inside of a home. But he doesn't know what that sounds like. Yeah. But initially he did not think it was gunshots. He was like. I just heard a weird sound at 9 o'clock in the morning, and now they're speculating that was probably the police banging on the house. Yeah. So 
they're banging, they're calling Cody's name, they're calling Peggy and Chad, and nobody's answering. They eventually, they see that uh, Cody's car is in the driveway still, and so they're like, I think this is enough concern for us to go inside, and they get the clearance to go inside, and one of the police officers gets a knife and, like, jimmies the deadbolt open with a knife in the backyard, like the back door. Mm -hmm. And when they get it open, there's, like, a bookshelf or something blocking the door, and so they had to kind of, like push it out of the way and also the windows were papered up or like covered up it was never really addressed or anything anywhere as to why or if that was normal maybe they just didn't use that door but it also seems kind of weird yeah so i was just gonna mention it because it's kind of weird they even get on the bullhorn and they're like cody open the door or whatever before they try all this and Jeez. nobody's fucking answering so they're like okay we're gonna go in they go in they find the bookshelf and everything and as they walk in they immediately find chad Peggy and Cody all dead in the home from gunshot wounds. Oh, my God. Gunshot wounds. So Peggy was found shot in the back of the head at her work desk (gasps) in the dining room. So she didn't even know that she was murdered. Like, she was working away, and her killer snuck up behind her and shot her and killed her. Oh, my God. The raw chicken that she had pulled out for dinner was still sitting on the counter. So, like, Mm. she never made it to dinner. They checked the activity on her computer, and the last activity was at 4.44 p.m. the day before. So that's speculating that that's when she was murdered. Yeah. Either that or she sat there for hours and didn't touch her keyboard. But, you know. Yeah. Just 4.44, she was murdered. Yeah. Um, Chad was found, the dad was found face up in the kitchen, and he was shot twice in the head from the back of the head. And he was found face up in the kitchen. Immediately, investigators recognized that Chad had not died from his initial gunshot wound because he had two. So the first one was fired. He lived through it because you could see where he was shot. I guess he was like putting groceries away or something in a cabinet. So like the way that the bullet had shot it, like his head had to have been looking up when he was shot. Uh huh. And then he lived, fell to the ground and like was trying to crawl around or crawl away. And it left blood everywhere. And, like, his handprints of blood, he his hands were covered in blood. His whole front was covered in blood. It was a fucking massacre in that kitchen. Oh, my God. Like, he was either trying to escape his killer or, like, it reminds me of that one story you told where the guy got, like, hit with the axe, axe or something and had no idea and was just, like, wandering around getting the mail or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I'm speculating here, like, either running away from his killer or still fucking shimmying around the goddamn kitchen. It was clear, like I said, that the injury... That the bullet wound had come from the back of his head, but he was lying face up, so he was either moved himself around or he was moved by the killer. Chad also had a his gun holstered into his pants, but it was backwards. So, like, he was a right-handed shooter, so and so the gun was, like, kind of going across his belly, right? So, mm-hmm. like, if you were a left-handed shooter, it'd be a cross draw. You would grab it and you could shoot. But he was a known right-handed shooter, so it'd be, like, really awkward. You'd have to, like, twist your arm a funky kind of way to try to pull it out. And you'd be pointing the gun at yourself as you do it. Yeah. So, like, nobody would actually wear the gun that way. Also, like I said, like, there was blood all over him. He had been moved around, But it wasn't on the gun at all. So, like, speculating that it was placed by the killer afterwards to make it look like he was carrying when he was murdered. You know, like, oh, self-defense or something. I don't know. Yeah. Also, they found that the holster was clipped on, like, not the right way. Like, somebody just, like, did it. 
and that there were actually blood splatters under the holster, so he wasn't wearing it when he was shot. Okay. That's a really weird... Um, Staging thing. And yeah. And you wouldn't take two extra seconds to do it the right fucking way. Well, it's probably hard to move a body around, and you don't think someone's going to look at it that close. I mean, there's going to be an investigation, my friend. <laughs> you can at least put the gun the right way. True. Um, he's a nurse. Like, he's got to be somewhat intelligent. <laughs> I guess common sense you can't learn from a book, huh? No, exactly. Like, there's not a book on how to holster a gun. And he failed his anesthesia isotopes or whatever. So he's not that smart. He's not that smart. Yeah. Not that smart at all. So the brother, Cody, he was found shot below the eye, and his body was found in the fetal position near the doorway he would have entered coming into the home. To check on whatever. Like, you know. So, like, immediately when he walked in the door. Like, he didn't make it into the house and his fucking. That's your best friend. He saw brother, who twin. murdered him when he opened the door. Hello. So, he knew. He knew who it was. He's facing the killer. How fucking horrible. Yeah. I'd be so mad at you. Fucking awful. He was still wearing his scrubs from the night before, so he had left work to go to his parents' house. Now, it's not clear if he had talked to, so the story goes, that he had told his girlfriend, like, my dad contacted me, or I talked to my dad, or my dad's trying to contact me for some bullshit going on at home, and I have to go to their house first. Yeah. So it's not clear if it was Grant pretending to be the dad, or if the dad really did talk to him, or whatever. I feel like... But 930... Wait, Cody would be able to tell a difference between Grant and his dad. Well, unless it was a text message. Oh, true. So here's what I'm thinking. So based on the timelines, and I'm piecing together some stories here, and I'm sure this is probably pieced together later, Critty, because you killed it, but I'm, you know, we're spitballing. Mom's killed at 445. Mm -hmm. Grant had said in his interview or whatever on what he did that day that at 530 his dad came home. And you know how they always say there's a little bit of truth in every lie or whatever? So I wonder if he really did get home at 530 and that's when dad was killed. Mm -hmm. Like putting groceries away or something. He didn't realize that his wife was dead at the table right next to whatever. And then the moment the dad comes in, Grant just shoots him. Or the killer. But we all know it's Grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then... uh, he gets he pretends to be his dad and I don't know though. I'll tell you why I don't know. Let me continue. Because okay. he uses his dad's phone later and he has a hard time getting into it and there's like evidence of that. Okay. Yeah. But then he doesn't call he gets that call at like nine fifteen or that text message or whatever at like nine fifteen. So I wonder if Grant called and was like, You gotta get over here. Dad's being crazy, he's kicking me out. I need your help. And he's like, I need to come over. I gotta go to my parents' yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Anyway, that's all speculation. Either which way, Cody's coming to check on what's going on. And before he could even get in the door, his brother shoots him. And he was lured there. He was lured there. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. So the shell casings that were found at the scene matched Cody's gun, the brother. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, I forgot to mention, next to Cody was his gun. So the whole family fucking carried shit, right? Okay. So next to him is Cody's gun. And it's speculated that it's staged to look like a suicide. Like, mm. Cody killed his parents and then and walked then back to the front door and was like let me pretend i'm walking in again yeah saw this yeah and then killed myself yeah yeah okay like, that whatever. makes sense totally yeah no Obviously. for sure yeah mm-hmm. well this whole thing makes sense yeah um so the bullet casings at the scene matched cody's gun but interestingly enough all the bullets that were found from the actual murders matched a nine millimeter gun that no one in the home owned what yeah how the casings match so it doesn't uh, the case it doesn't the bullet come out of the casing? Yeah, the theory is that 
Because at this point, I'm just going to stop beating around the bush. We all know it was Grant, right? Yeah. Like, they're saying murder. We're, I'm going to tell you all the reasons why it obviously was him, but you can piece it together because you have your own brain. Uh, but the theory is that Grant killed his brother, took Cody's gun, fires four shots out in the yard or whatever to get the casings and plants them at the scene, but that he had used a different gun to do the murders. And that different Because gun, Cody wasn't there yet. Because Cody wasn't there yet. And that different gun came from that friend's house when he used the bathroom in the master bedroom. So this friend finds out. I don't know where he discovered this in terms of the timeline of all the events. Yeah. But this friend finds out that his gun is missing because he's doing some spring cleaning or whatever. And I guess when you walked into his room, the closet was right there. Uh And he kept his gun in the closet in a gun thing. And bullets and stuff. And everything was there. And he testifies that Grant was in his room unsupervised for like 10 minutes at least. Like they were playing a game so he wasn't really keeping track or anything. Grant goes to the bathroom, sees this gun there. He's like, I'm going to fucking take that. He's got sticky fingers. He also happened to have time to steal his fucking credit card information and everything like that. Well, and he also had sold all of his guns before. So presumably he could steal the gun to sell it. Exactly. And this was two weeks prior to the murders that that had happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the friend also noticed when, cause he went to go move the box. He's like, oh shit, that gun box is really light. And so he looked in his ammo box and he had this like repackaged range bullets that he would use. And they like come in like shrink wrap or something. And he said that it was torn open and that there were six bullets missing. He counted, it was like a pack of a hundred and there were 94 left. And he was like, it immediately raised a red flag for me because I don't do that. Like if I need, I have, he had like an ammo box and he would open the whole pack and dump it in there and then throw away the packaging. Like he never just took a couple bullets for the run. That's like a super squirrel, like digging through your shit, stealing stuff. Exactly. And he said that he had, a gun that he carried on him all the time but that he used like way nicer bullets than that gun like this was like junk bullets that he used for shooting so he immediately notified the police and that's when the police put together this whole like missing gun and this nine millimeter gun that was used and by the way they never recover the gun oh so immediately the police obviously they have a murder investigation on their hands and they suspect either grant or jason those are obviously the next two closest people to the family and so they got to investigate both, right? Yeah, but it's probably the one with all, like, the turmoil and interventions probably and stuff. Probably that one. Probably that one. And so, that lives in state, but... Yeah, but here we go. I mean, Jason lived in state, too. Oh, okay. But Fair. just, like, a couple hours or an hour or something away? I don't know. But Jason was questioned at his work and his home, and they searched his car and everything, and he was cleared. Like, yeah. he was out to lunch or dinner or something. Like, he had alibi. It wasn't Jason, clearly. Yeah. So that day, remember I told you that he went to his interview or whatever, and then he saw the the news van, and then he went and checked himself into a hotel mm-hmm. with Cody's card. Well, he had come out to his car to get, like, a drink of water or something, and the police were there. Uh, Actually, I think this is the next morning after all the murders and everything the next morning because it's January 26th. Okay. Um, So the police stake out the hotel and they arrest him. First of all, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? Like, Grant, you know? Oh, he thinks he's got this all figured out. (laughs) So... Grant voluntarily goes with the police. He's like, yo, what's, what seems to be the problem, officer? Yeah, and he gets interviewed for over eight hours. Yeah, as he fucking will. And they ask him. They don't tell him anything that's going on. Yeah. He doesn't ask about anything that's going on. He just, they're like, hey, are you Grant? And he's like, yeah, let me hop in your car. And they're like, we want to talk to you. He's like, great, I love talking. 
What? And then they never tell him that his whole fucking family's murdered yeah. or anything. And they start interviewing him and they're asking him about his family history, his relationships, his interests, his hobbies. He talked openly and calmly about all of this, never once asking, why am I here? That's kind of weird for an a, innocent person. Yeah. He described his father, Chad, as controlling and violent, which is not backed by anything. Yeah. Uh, he described himself as his mother's, quote, favorite and said that him and Cody were super close and his older brother Jason was cool, but he lived in another town and he wasn't really around. Yeah. So we have this picture-perfect family. Why? Yeah. What could possibly be wrong? Yeah, thanks for listening to my TED Talk. He said that he had a girlfriend named Sylvie, and she was a cam model, and she lived in Bulgaria. Oh, God. Uh, nearly two and a half hours into the interview, the cop asks Grant, so do you know why we picked you up to talk to you today? And he never once asked about his family or why the cops were talking to him. He started to say that he was, quote, freaked out and thinks that there may have been a shooting between his dad and his brother because his brother wanted to protect him. So Grant says that after the interview, he drove past his home, he saw the news van, and then he left, and he used his whatever credit card to check into the motel. He said, he tells the police that when he had met his brother outside on the road that night, mm -hmm. that his brother was basically heavily suggesting that I'm going to take care of it all. Like, I'm going to quote, you know, winky winky, take care of mom and dad, and that... Grant suspects that something terrible happened, and that's why he's talking to them. Like, I think this is why you're talking to me. Did my brother do something, right? Uh, uh, the police press, and they're like, okay, well, if you're telling us that after you did your interview and you drove by this house and you saw the van parked, the the whatever, media van parked outside of your in your neighborhood, like, did you Google it or anything? Like, what's going on in my neighborhood? Oh, no, I don't use the internet. <laughs> no, that's what he said. He was like, no, 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 I didn't Google it or anything. And then the cop kept pressing, and he was like, okay, but, like, if I'm coming to my childhood home and my childhood neighborhood and I see a news van out there, I'm going to at least ask around or try to Google it to see what happened. Or stop and be like, what happened? Yeah. No, no, no. But instead, he doubled back, and he's like, oh, no, 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 I did. I did check it. Um, I was in a Panera Bread getting lunch or something, and I Googled it, and I saw the headlines, but I didn't, like, read anything about it. So he didn't know it was his family. The, what? It's all a lie. By yeah, the way, yeah. the cops looked back. There is no history. He literally never did Google it. Uh, but he was saying that to make it seem like he wasn't suspicious. Because yeah. as soon as that cop was like, I would Google it. Like, he's like, yeah, 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 me too. I did. I yeah. just didn't read it all. Like, that's unusual. Yeah. So when the police told him that his entire family was murdered, they ask him, who does he think would have done it, right? And yeah. And so he goes on with this whole Cody thing. So he paints this picture that Cody had come to the house to murder his parents and then couldn't live with himself, so he committed suicide, right? Like, oh, my God, that's crazy, and then commits suicide. Clearly. The problem was that Cody's wounds didn't have any, like, I forget the technical term of it, but, like, basically there was no evidence that the gun was, like, fired in close range, so there was no, like, scorching of the skin or anything. Yeah. And that, based on his wounds, the gun had to at least have been three feet away, which means it was physically impossible for him to commit suicide. Yeah. And the bullet in his body wasn't the same from his gun. Like, Grant thought he was being smart enough by placing the shell casings. Like, they're not going to actually test the bullets. Yeah, like, the, if all the evidence is here, why would they right? need to double check it? Yes. Also, you'd have, like, gunpowder on your hands and stuff. Yeah, and nobody had any gunpowder residue or anything. 
there was also, this part's kind of a little fuzzy for me, but there was a note found in somebody's car. I think it was in Cody's car, but it was basically like a suicide note from Cody saying like, you know, I can't take this anymore. I just want to be your best friend, Grant. I need you in my life always because you can't be in my life. This way it's got to be kind of thing. Oh my God. It was later found out that obviously Grant wrote that. Yeah. And they were like, why'd you write that? And he was like, oh, I just wanted to, like, this is everything that Cody had told me on the road before he went and murdered everybody. And I wanted to memorize it all like memorialize it by writing it down as if it were from him jesus yeah mm. so jason was asked to talk to grant during the last few hours of his interrogation they were like hey man can you come talk to your brother and see if you like you'll get anything because the whole time grant is maintaining his innocence he's painting this picture that that shit was all cody yeah he had nothing to do with it but also he's very calm like he's not distraught that his whole family was murdered he's oh my just god like, mm, i thought that was gonna be the case mm, it's pretty devastating meanwhile jason is tore up i like, bet yeah his like, whole family's dead exactly at least the ones that aren't assholes exactly and so he basically was like i don't believe you i think you murdered my parents you owe me the truth but Grant never, he maintains his innocence the entire time. So oh he never God. gives that to Jason. How so, fucked up. I fucking know. So Grant was charged with triple homicide and he was granted a $750,000 bond for his release. Granted? Well, I mean, like, you can be released for okay. $750,000. And, and so he asked Sylvie. Well, he said that, like, if any millionaires wanted to let him out or some shit to, like, go ahead and post his bond. But, like, nobody did. Weird. And so he was in jail. Yeah. Um, By the way, if any millionaires want to just, like, I don't know, donate to us, we're also accepting. Hell yeah, man. (laughs) Fuck. I'll use that money for advertising and not for a cam girl. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Maybe, like, once. (laughs) Just to see what Sylvie's all about. Just to see. (laughs) That Bulvarian vulva. (laughs) That is the name of this episode. Bulgarian vulva. (laughs) Oh, God. So during the trial, it was discovered that Grant had obtained the gun used in the murders when he went to his friend's apartment, right? Yeah. Grant had sent a video of himself to Sylvie, and he was walking to his mailbox asking Sylvie to send him one of her videos. And in the video that he sent to her, he was like, it's really weird that you're making me pay for stuff when we're together. Like, he's starting to get suspicious, right? Oh, my God. Are they not actually together? Ugh, girl. What? But I thought she just needed a couple more thousand dollars. I'm sure she was deeply in love. Now, listen, I'm not here to make fun of anybody and their looks, but Grant was not a looker. Okay. I don't know if he is now, but in the interviews, he's, like, 29 years old, but, like, super balding, which I'm not here to hate on balding either, but you know how, like, usually when guys bald, they just shave their head? Yeah, or, like, that's the fucking graceful way to go, is just go the whole way. Oh, he had, like, the three strings of hair comb over, Mm. and he looked young, so it's just a weird look. Mm -hmm. And, again, I'm not here to hate, but he is a murderer, so it's okay, right? So, we're hating. Yeah, but, like, if you're a nice person and you look like that, I love you and you're handsome. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But it's all about the personality, okay? But if you murder everybody, like... I get to talk shit about you. It's like when girls are super bitchy, but, like, they're not cute. And yeah, like, you get to be, like... You're not that pretty You're to not be allowed that to mean. be that bitchy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not socially acceptable. Like I said, so they I think find my dad this... used to tell me that. Really? You're, you're not, not pretty enough to be that dumb. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> that's mean. Well, listen. 
Just giving it to giving it to you real, huh? <laughs> this is my whole childhood. You need to learn something. Oh my god, my parents were so nice. They were like, "You are the most beautiful sunshine girl in the whole entire world," and your smile just lights up the room. And I'd like eat it up. And then I went into the real world, and I was like, "Nobody else is gonna talk to me like this." What the fuck? No, I asked for a curling iron one time, and my dad was like, "Why? It's not gonna do anything. It's not gonna help. <laughs> it's not gonna make it better." God damn! And then he told me I was homely, and I was like, "Thanks." Oh man. my god, homely! <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't say that now. You grew into it. We were all homely at one time. I mean, yeah. I yeah. Was. I had I, eyes. It was like just eyes <laughs> on my whole face. I still am at times, you know? Like, I have to try to not be. I am too. And I stopped wearing eyeliner. It didn't help. Makes <laughs> <laughs> like, so it so You slowly make these decisions, you know? Like, yeah. I'm not going to wear the liquid eyeliner. I'm exactly. The solid eyeliner. Gotta, I'm just not gonna wear any makeup. Ease into it. Yeah. Otherwise, exactly. it's a jump scare. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want it to. You don't want to scare anybody. That's like where it. I'm at. I like it. I don't even notice that you don't have eyeliner on. Yeah. See. See. It's just what my face looks like. Already now. got me used to it. <laughs> Unless uh, we go out. It's like and when I you feel start wearing a bun too. We're like, oh god, that's weird. And now it's just you just wear a bun. Yeah. And that's just that's how it is. <laughs> Sometimes it's not weird it's to tell. And, like, when people are afraid to wear shorts, I used to not wear, ever wear shorts. Not because it, it wasn't strictly because, like, oh, I'm not comfortable in them. But also it was, like, I didn't have a pair that fit me. And we'll just wear sh- pants. And then I start wearing shorts again. And I'm like, that was the dumbest couple years of my life. Yeah. Like, why did I do that? So hot all the time. <laughs> what a weird role to put Insecurity, on Insecurity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, sorry. Um, so they discover that he, he was sending Sylvie these videos of like, I think it's really weird that you won't just send me free stuff. And she wouldn't because they weren't in a fucking relationship. Yeah. It was also discovered that Grant wrote a letter after he got out of rehab, apologizing to his fellow masturbator friends on the chat room for lying to them about being a rich gamer, but that all the other things about him, like personality wise, were totally true. Mm -hmm. So like, he's really trying to keep up this persona. Like this is his life. He also said that he hasn't talked to Sylvie since getting out of rehab and that he would, quote, die to make her smile. And he's been sending her messages on public Twitter, but, like, she was not answering him, and it was killing him, he said. So, like, he really didn't talk to her afterwards other than that cam. Like, he got the credits finally after he killed his whole fucking family and stole credit cards and shit. He got those 5,000 credits on the night that he murdered his whole family and watched her at 3 a.m., but that is all. Like, before that, it was, like, literally, he couldn't, and he was trying to get a hold of her through Twitter, and she wasn't answering because she didn't fucking care. So, he murdered his whole family and then watched her? Yeah. Like, that night? Yeah. Oh, no. At 3 a.m. in the public's parking lot. Oh, that's really sad. Isn't that fucking sad? He murdered his whole family so he could buy some more tokens. That's That's literally what it was. Yeah. So what's interesting about the crime scene, I kind of painted most of the picture for you, but remember Chad, the dad, how he had blood everywhere or whatever? Mm-hmm. Well, his whole hands were covered in blood except for his index finger because evidence of his cell phone shows that Grant tried to break into his phone but couldn't, and he had to, like, factory reset it or something, and then he went to go on his dad's like money app like the chase app or whatever i don't know whatever fucking bank he had his banking app yeah to go pull out funds you know oh my god and in order to open it he needed his dad's fingerprint so he murdered his father wiped the blood off of his dead father's finger and used his finger on his dead father's cell phone to like unlock whatever so he can get to the money Oh, that's so sad. And it's all, like, forensically there. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Isn't that crazy? 
That's just sad. Yeah, he was trying real hard to get these tokens. What a strange addiction. Isn't it? So after the trial, it's clear he's guilty. Yeah. Even though he he maintains his innocence. To this day, he maintains his innocence. But he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Good. Sylvie didn't have any further communications with Grant once he arrived home from rehab, like we said. Probably because he didn't have any fucking tokens to, like, pay for that. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of confusing, but Grant's attorneys say that Sylvie never responded to their request to talk to them. But also they said that she did contact them, but, quote, didn't have anything helpful to say. Probably because she's like, yeah, I don't know that man. Yeah. I was just taking his money. I was like, sometimes it gave he pays me to furiously masturbate. Yeah. Like, I wasn't talking to him. I guess she sent him a card. But what if it's like us? Like, we send everybody cards. Yeah. That's cr- Well, we haven't. Did we last year? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It's gone. That was last year. That was last year. It's done now. Uh, so, just for the record, Sylvie, like, never skipped a beat or, like, none of this fucking shit faced her, at least publicly, because she just celebrated her 13th anniversary this summer, and she has regular sales to get more tokens. So, Good if for you want to go join her. Sylvie's cam live, go check it out. Somebody go ask her about it. <laughs> yeah, go get some details, guys. So, Grant has a new girlfriend in prison, and she anonymously posts videos of him confessing his love to her. Oh, okay. So, she's like... Look at this. My boyfriend. He loves me. Yeah, he loves me. His grossest one, according to Critty, is of him saying he loves her, quote, five ever. So, like, more that? than four ever. Like, one more than four. Hmm. Right? Like, I love you forever. I love you five ever. Wow. Not like seven ever? Mm-mm. Nope. Or like infinity ever? Infinity times infinity? Yeah. Infinity plus infinity Only times. Only five? Really, Grant? Really, Grant? Anyway, it's not even that much. Grant's girlfriend, fucking watch out. (laughs) Be careful. But he's never getting out, so. Yeah, no way. Oh, also, he is totally trying to appeal, but I guess all the appeals are super flimsy and there's, like, no real details. You know, like, he hasn't been granted any kind of, like, fucking appeal trial or anything. Yeah, they're like, if someone else were to have done this, they probably would have ransacked the house instead of trying to get into his banking app. Great point. That was also another thing. Like, nothing was stolen from the house. It clearly was a personal attack. And it was him. Yeah. It was him. Yeah. Uh, He did. I want to say they did go through his apartment and shit, or, like, his hotel room or whatever, and they did find, like, blood or something on clothing. Like, it was pretty evident. I probably should have written that down. I heard it. I was listening to um, another podcast this today listening on it driving to and from work and there was some mention of like there is some physical evidence also to tie him to the scene oh that's good yeah so anyway it fucking for sure was him and he shouldn't get out absolutely he murdered the only people who could help him in this world he murdered the only people who did help him repeatedly yeah Yeah. super sound that's fucked up yeah so if you guys want to check out pictures pertaining to this case please go to our social media we're on instagram facebook x and (laughs) TikTok and threads. Yep. <laughs> uh, you can also join us on the goddamn pod group. On Facebook. On Facebook. Yeah. I think I had a stroke there for a minute. I was like, <laughs> uh, is that the right thing? Uh, yeah, on Facebook. It's lots of fun. We all hang out. We talk to each other. Whatever. Come join. Um, also, you can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com or snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Nine. And please subscribe, rate, and review us on anything that you listen to. Go tell your friends, friends. Go make Reddit posts. Be like, hey, you want to know this really cool true crime podcast? You should check out this one. But don't do it in certain true crime things on reddit because they get real mad they're very serious there they don't like comedy in their true crime oh people find us very disrespectful 
<laughs> fair. Fair. It's a fair assessment. <laughs> anyway, go tell your cool friends about us. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell those lamos. We're like, you're bringing us home to meet mom and dad, but we're covered in tattoos. So only bring us if your mom and dad are cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also, we're, like, into weird shit, you know? Like, talk about fucking vampires, you know? Yeah. So, like, those kind of people. Like, mom and dad have to have read Twilight, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And, like, also be cool with, like... Murder at the dinner table. Exactly. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.